Of that record got me. Hi, I'm your host Rob Elba. I'm back. I'm back. I, I know we missed the week, and I'm just really anal about this. I mean, we've been, I've been doing this for five plus years, and this is only the second time that I've missed a, uh, putting out a show on a Saturday. And I feel guilty. Why should I feel guilty about it? I shouldn't feel guilty, right? But I do. I feel guilty. So I'm back. I really uh, I appreciate my guest uh, because he was uh, patient with me. I had to change it a couple times because you know I had shit going on. And uh, there was nothing we could do about it. But I'd like to welcome to the show. Finally, we got him here, Mr. Don Cowan. Welcome to the show, Don. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, yeah. It's good to and be Don, here. all right, for those of you who don't know, Don was the bass player for the New York City uh, hardcore band Kraut, uh, whose first gigs, among other things, are, I mean, how many bands could say this? Their first gigs as a band was opening for The Clash on those multiple night uh, Bonds uh, casino shows in 1981. Uh, which I yeah, got to hear a little about that. But uh, the way I got Don on the show was a couple of months back, we had Joey Maya of uh, The Reactions and Battalion of Saints, and we did An Adjustment to Society, the Kraut uh, record. It was great, and it was a great episode. And yeah, Don, of course, Don got in touch. He thanks us for doing the record. And he said, if you ever want to hear all the stuff you got wrong, you know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, you said it, not me. Uh, yeah, but that's a, you know that's it. That's the nature of the beast. But Don, I will go on record as saying sometimes bands. I'm, once you put something out, that's it. It's mine, and I could think about it. I could I could have my opinions whatever I want, and you could say, well, no, you're wrong. But whatever, I have it now. It's mine. I could say this song's about this, and you know, I could. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. It is true. <laughs> it sort of goes out there and people make of it what they will. And some people get something out of it that you didn't even realize when you, you know, wrote the song, recorded it. You didn't realize that someone else would get something totally different out of it. So, yeah, there's something to be said for that. So, so Don, I'm, so you're in New York. You're Have you been like in New York all this time? Yeah, I've been. I live in New York. Yeah, I'm just uh, you know, it's my thing. I You're like a New it. Yorker. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I, we, in, I tried. We tried to do a move once and. Wound up coming back. <laughs> that was, you know, there's there's only one New York. <laughs> yeah, I have an aunt and uncle that live in uh, Jamaica, uh, Queens, and uh, yeah, they're they're just there for life. They're uh, lifers, and they're never leaving, and that's it. That's their home. They would, you know, they they yeah. couldn't exist. I don't think they could exist anywhere else. Well, it's just like you know, I want to be able to go out and do things, and like not have to drive like three hours to right. get there. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Even though it sometimes could be three hours in New York. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> just right. like LA. Right. Right. All right. So, Don. Uh, so, what's so the album that you want to talk about, an artist and album? What are we talking about? Uh, T Rex the Slider. I, you know, it was one of the albums that one of the first records 
I mean, that was a great album. I mean, it's like, I think like Rod Stewart, Never a Dull Moment, Ziggy Stardust, from David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, and that all came out like in 1972. And that right. was like, that right, was right. got me through through the 70s as far as I was concerned. I just, you know, I wound up like buying because I, well, I couldn't stand listening to all the other crap that was on the radio. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but right, like just off the off the top, I wouldn't automatically say, oh, the the, the guy that that was in Kraut would love T Rex. But it <laughs> it's funny because uh, Joey Maya, who who did your uh, your album, the episode, he told me, oh my god, I can't believe he's doing that record. I love that. That's like one of my favorite records. Uh, too. So I guess, and and I mean, I think the people that were into punk and stuff like that. I mean, even you asked Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, what record he grew up with? It was Roxy Music and uh, Z right. Stars. Ziggy played guitar, jamming good with Weird and Gilly and the Spiders from Mars. T Rex. You know, that was when he was. He went to go see those people. You know, because they right. were playing in London. You know, so that. Yeah. It's true, really. It's just like that was what all of us kind of like gradually graduated into punk and hardcore and all that stuff, you know. I mean, right, right, it was the same style, it was 50s rock. I mean, that's really what it was, right, right, yeah, yeah. When you listen to it, yeah, it, you're, you're exactly right. It, his, his songs are very basic in a way, and they're like, yeah, they harken back to 50s, but it's just. He had he had this sound and this vibe that sort of created. I mean, a lot of people say he created glam, and and that's fair to say. That's kind of fair to say. You, you could say that definitely even before Bowie, yeah. Right, right, uh, yeah. And Bowie yeah. comes into play, and it was produced by who? Who, who produced the record? Tony Visconti, who is brilliant. I yeah, mean, the guy. And produced most of the best most of the records I love. So <laughs> right, 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 right. early on how great Mark Bolin was and, and knew and, and, and he brought a lot at, because this was already was his which I didn't realize it was his seventh uh, album already came out in 1972 yeah, yeah. so yeah he was around a long time this was maybe towards the end because I mean uh, the whole Mark Bolin's kind of a tragic story because I, I didn't really I, I knew he died young but I didn't realize he died so young he was 29 oh yeah yeah uh, 1977 he just I mean I remember I actually remember I you know I had a dream of something like the way he was in it that and I woke up and heard that he died in that really in a car. I guess I like you know had some kind of premonition of him or something oh, and, you wow. know I used to always talk about dying so right <laughs> yeah he was definitely a unique character this is something I mean I was charmed I'm, as a Jew I'm just gonna say I'm always uh, delighted when I find out people are Jewish who I wouldn't think was Jewish and he was born <laughs> Mark Feld and he was a Jew then that's awesome right. I, I just love that I don't know I always love so it's funny that it's a lot of my British friends are Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It is. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Don, were you, uh, all right. So like I said, this came out in 1972, but were you a, a fan of him and uh, T-Rex already uh, before this? Yeah. Electric Warrior. I mean, obviously right. I heard, you know, so that was, no, I definitely had heard that. and. You know, it's just those are like 
those are the days of, I was in high school, I guess, when that stuff was right. was coming. So that was, you know, it's just what I was listening to, you know, it's like I, I'd always listen to underground music and and going, you know, Lou Reed and all that stuff. I mean, that right. was just what I liked. You know? Oh, okay. So you were a cool kid. But this was also played on the radio at the time, right? Where you were, you were hearing this? Yes, it was. Yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. Not much, not much, but it was played on the radio. I think Electric Warrior was played on the war on the uh, radio more. Right. But I think a Telegram Sam and uh, what was the other single? Uh, Medical Guru was Medical Guru was played on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. yeah. But it, but, yeah. but it's funny when you when you listen to it now. I mean, it just sounds so great, and it's such a great song, and it and it just jumps out as a single, as a hit single. But yeah, at the time, it still didn't sound like you said you didn't. Uh, there was a lot of crap on the radio too. So this kind oh, of God. Uh, yeah, this, this kind I, of I couldn't listen out. to it. I really I hated the radio. Right. I did. I hated <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of I mean, course, uh, that's why you were in a hardcore band. That's why yeah, you formed a hardcore right, band. Yeah, exactly. to, to go against that. <laughs> I mean, I used to go out and to look for record stores and just like go through the bins and just just because an album looked good, I would buy it just to oh, see yeah. what it is. That's how I got, you know, Electric Warrior, I think. Oh, really? I so. Okay. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, well, yeah. the album cover, I mean, the album cover for, for this is awesome. And and I didn't know, I guess Ringo Starr is credited uh, for it, but then... Uh, but it's not true. It's not, right? Okay. It's not true. Tony Visconti took the picture. He, he did. said it on, on an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is makes sense, and and the way it looks, the whole thing. I think about it, it got kind of like uh, the development process got messed up. That's why it, can't, it looks like it. Does. Yeah, right. But but they, yeah, like, but took it, it out too soon or something. Right, right, right. That's what I read. But it it totally came out. It has such this this cool effect. Yeah, it it just draws you in. Even if I didn't know anything about it, if if I was a right. kid and I saw that, I would probably want to get this record. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw any of the movie from that, you know, that he did with Ringo. Like that was, it was just awful. (laughs) Born to Boogie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, okay, that's it was yeah. mess around with the camera cool oh, right. those guys shouldn't have been they were just yeah they they shouldn't have been making a, a documentary right. at that time right yeah they should have just been making music right <laughs> or music videos right that's right, what they tried right, right. <laughs> all right um, know but uh but yes yeah, so good and then in listening to it it's so he's one um T-Rex is one of these uh bands that I feel like you you always know immediately when you hear it you know it's them they got this distinct sound but I also never get tired of it you know it's much like the Ramones like people would say oh the Ramones all sound the same but it's like I don't give a shit it's all fucking awesome you know and I feel like it's yeah. the same thing with the uh, T-Rex yeah that was yeah that was the case with the Ramones as well right yeah, absolutely. Right, right just yeah. when you have this unique great sound that you sort of invented and it's you yeah go ahead Keep doing it. Do it as long as you want. He was, as as he was an incredible away. guitar player. I mean, his guitar playing was just unbelievable. It was just, I know he like he must have been. He practiced a lot, man. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I, okay. I remember the early albums that he had, Unicorn and those kind of things. I mean, I had bought those later. You know, like right. And I was like, what the hell? Okay, <laughs> he really learned how to play guitar. Oh, you know? okay, and, okay. Yeah, and Tony Visconti had like you know the, the crazy like he always did like the. Uh, what was it like uh, repeat echo? Because they only had like four tracks and eight tracks. Oh, tapes, right, right, right. Right. So they used to do like these, like, you know, sing over and over and over again and keep bouncing them together. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really, really, that's, that makes the albums. It really does. It does. It just got this huge, big, huge sound, right? That just, that just yeah. jumps out at you. And it's so, oh man, it's so great. All right. Let's listen to the opening track. Uh, it was also a single. So let's do a little bit of Metal Girl. 
Starts it out with the, ooh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. So it's you're like a, a you're a high school kid. You're you get this album. You're you're on board right away, right? One hundred. Oh man, I couldn't stop listening to it. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I could stop listening to it. Well, yeah, I mean, well, he had some. He, I read something interesting that he said because he said, uh, you know, a lot of the songs don't necessarily have a lot of lyrics, and a lot of them are repeated a lot. And he mm-hmm. said that's by uh, design because it's because it sort of hammers everything into you, and it sort of makes makes it an even bigger hook that it's just coming. You know, oh, here it is again. And he and he starts out with the chorus, and then it mm-hmm. goes, and 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 it's and it's really true because these songs are like even if you know, obviously we've heard them a lot, but someone hearing it the first time by the end of the song. You can sing along to it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> plus, it, plus, it was a car, <laughs> metal guru. It's like yeah, a car. well, yeah. I guess I I didn't realize. I knew he had some kind of car. Uh, oh, he was like crazy with the cars. He was crazy, but it's ironic because he didn't drive, right? No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. His girlfriend killed him with it. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, his girlfriend was driving. Yeah, uh, Gloria Jones yeah. when uh, when they had the accident. Yeah. Which is now? Do you know? Are you familiar with the Smiths and like the Smiths uh, connection with this uh, Johnny Marr? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, like with the Marcy or whatever, right? Is that what it was? Well, uh, Johnny Marr. I'm sure Marcy was a big fan, but uh, uh, Johnny Marr, uh, guitar player for Smiths, was a huge fan, and they have a song, right, right. Uh, "Panic," called "Panic." And if you listen to it, yeah, he definitely. And Johnny Marr admitted he lifted it from uh, Metal Guru. It's basically like this. Oh yeah. same vibe yeah I'll, in the episode i'll play a little bit of panic and you'll hear yeah it's so but but it's uh you could tell it's just someone that loved it and then uh you were talking about the uh stacking the vocals you got um who's singing backup on this uh it was Flo and eddie but the turtles yeah it was great throughout the whole album it's just such good uh, yeah. Backing vocals by them. Yeah, that was Tony Visconti. I mean, he's yep. like, he's <laughs> old time, right? He's, and I suppose they, they didn't get paid either. Oh, really? that's what I heard. <laughs> that they sounds did right. not get paid for any of the anything they did. Mark didn't like to pay people. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the music think, business, uh, as you well know, uh, Don, the music business can be tough. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's why crowd always crowd every everybody gets paid. <laughs> oh, good, uh, good for you guys. That's good. Well, New York, yeah. that's the New York in you. You know, you work, you're gonna get paid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's listen to the uh, second track here, uh, Mystic Lady. Oh, baby. So this one more like hearkening because his early stuff was acoustic, more acoustic uh, folk on right. stuff, right? Yeah, it was. And Steve Curry's uh, bass is just like brilliant in this. It carries the whole song. You know? Oh, just, right. Yeah. It's really, I love that about it. It's great. Yeah. I almost, you know what? Sometimes I get almost like a Carol K. Uh, Wrecking Crew vibe to some of the uh, yeah. musicianship. So were you okay, like Don? So you were already, I mean, would you can when this is out? No, actually, this is early though because you weren't, you couldn't have been a. Uh, I was a little kid. Uh, yeah, you were a kid. <laughs> so you, uh, because I'm saying, obviously the you know the more uh, like the heavier, the harder hitting stuff. But you were okay with with this as as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, that's yeah, that didn't. Oh, I mean, I grew up. I had an older brother, you know, so he was always listening to Beatles and. Beach Boys and all sorts of stuff. And I was, you know, that's where I learned music, you know, because I was really young when he was when he was uh, playing. He was playing in a band as well. Oh, okay. so, it was, you know, so I just uh, I used to just listen to all his records, you know. Right, right. Yeah. No, I got same with me. I, I had a sister, yeah. I had an older sister. And yeah, and that's how a lot of yeah, a lot of people get into it, obviously, from their older sister. And in the 80s, I started to hate the Beatles. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I had heard every fucking thing and I couldn't stand it anymore. How much more do you need? Yeah, it's so funny. I, lo- I love that. Do you remember when the Beatles first came to a spot? Like they first Spotify, like, oh, we have the Beatles now. And it's like some comedian said, oh, great. Finally, I can hear what they sound like, what the Beatles sound like. You know, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, were you paying attention to lyrics at all at this time when you were a kid? When you were listening? Are you oh, definitely. Oh, I you mean, are. Okay. Kid. You were a lyrics yeah. kid. Yeah. On, yeah. on these albums, did, did he have the lyric with the lyrics printed on them or do you have to kind of figure them out? They were printed on the on the inside uh, sleeve. Oh, they were. OK, that's yeah, great. Because, yeah, there's yeah. some great. I don't lyrics. know if it still is or not, but it's just, <laughs> right. Right. The original you know, one. You I, had, I had a fold. I have a fold out of it. That's why I'm sitting here with it. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. You have uh, that's the same. That's the original one you got. Yeah. Wow. The little one out. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that's impressive. Yeah, it's coming up on my records. Nobody stole them from me. Yeah, right. Well, only a few. <laughs> <laughs> but I love. Uh, oh, the people in your life are cruel. Keep on riding that hard road. Yeah. The lovers in your life are few. 
keep on riding that hard road. So yeah, that uh, sort of that kind of theme comes in a lot, like sort of this like longing, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of like, you know, uh, songs about, uh, you know, girls or relationships, but then there's kind of mm. like this sadness, like he's getting yeah, depressed. Over. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, he, he, was, he was obviously depressed. I mean. Yeah, and it comes across, yeah, and the lyrics, and plus just the way he sounds, his uh, delivery. Like on this next one, Rock On, it's like there's a world weariness to a lot of these songs that I forget. Oh, God, yeah. he was young. He was like, you know, a young guy in his 20s, but yeah. already, well, I guess at this point he had been through the ringer, you know, seventh album already he was like an egomaniac i take it you know he's like the whole thing was like you know oh my god well yeah you become you become this like rock star larger than life rock star mm -hmm. but you're still yeah and, and that can't i i always wonder how could anyone be normal be normal you know and the, and the answer is most people can't be <laughs> it's amazing though you know i know a lot of rocks really big rock stars and like they are pretty normal really <laughs> you know Really? They are. Really, oh, okay. everybody's pretty normal. All right. you know, well, I would say Mark you know. probably not, though, right? Yeah, he definitely was. I'm sure he was pretty wild. <laughs> he was <scary. laughs> you know? All right, yeah. yeah, but there's, like I said, there's definitely a world weariness to this one. Now let's do a little bit of rock on. It's like a groove thing, right? Oh, they were yeah. There, like, you know, in the background, it's kind of like otherworldly. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it was really like, I mean, I don't know. I must have been smoking a lot of pot this time. Well, well, probably, yeah. <laughs> but I really liked it. Oh, no, know? it's great. And, and you know, one thing that I always loved and, and it jumped at listening to this album again and revisiting it. The way, you know, some uh, British people, they have an accent, but they don't sing with an accent. He sang with this strange kind of accent, like not a British accent. I don't know. Uh, there's It was yeah, an affected voice. Yeah, yes, it was. very. It was an affected yeah. accent, yeah. Right, It's kind of right, like right. mid-Atlantic kind of thing, I guess. Right, I don't know right. Not thing. British at all, but it almost sounds yeah. like otherworldly, like someone not, you know, trying to sound... Uh, like an alien or something. I don't know, right. just something different, but it, it's very cool though. To me, it's very cool. It just sounds very, it is. yeah, exotic. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. All right. Okay. So uh, this next on the, the title track, the uh, slider, I, mm. I saw a lot of comments online speculating that it's basically a drug song and specifically a cocaine. Hmm. What do you think? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I know I didn't. Until I always love this song. This is like, Oh, it's I great. Loved it. I mean, it's just, it just, 
just a great feeling. You know? Oh it's my god! Feeling, yeah, such a know? good vibe. Like, I don't hear the cocaine thing. I All right, well, that. I didn't either. <laughs> but then when you read, you know how people can sort of convince you the uh, the slider they're they're picturing someone sliding their head across a line of cocaine, you know. And then I think you, it's more like a depression song. <laughs> I think so. And and then there's a car again in there because he says I've never right. never kissed a car before. And I'm sad I slide. <laughs> right. So good. All right. I'm glad because I didn't get that. Like I said until I'm but. All these people are saying, I'm thinking, well, I don't know, maybe, but, uh, when did you read that? <laughs> oh, I go, believe me, I go, I go down rabbit holes when I do this. Cause I go to these sites like fan, okay. you know, fan sites and people speculate on songs. And uh, yeah, tons of people think it's uh, cocaine. It's basically about cocaine. Mm. And then maybe just uh, the power of suggestion, you know, but, uh, you know, either no matter how you break it, it's a great song. I mean, to me, it sounds like, you know, when I'm sad, I slide. It's like, yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe when you're sled, uh, you said you you could also do a a bump, you know, so I don't know. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. I guess. Understand the wind at all was like a ball of love. I could never, never see the cosmic sea was like a bumblebee. And when I For you, it is then, Don. That's it. That's yeah, there the, you go. Say no more. But yeah, it's still, it's just great. And I love the, just the vibe, just a little going, you know, adding that little uh, mm-hmm. vocal thing to, to hammer down the groove. And you're right. When you pay attention to the bass playing on it, it it's great throughout the whole album. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, it's right on. I mean, everything. And plus the background singers as well. I mean, the whole thing is just. Yeah. Tony Visconti uh, knows what he's doing, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Yep. He I does. wish I would have had him produced. Crowd. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah. All right. So a baby uh, boomerang, basically like another, like I said, there's a lot of unrequited love songs, but it's got the uh, trippy uh, poetry. You know, his. it's like, that's it. A lot of people say, oh, the, the words are meaningless, but they're very uh, poetic. And he just had a way of putting these words together that just sound really good. You know, even if he you did. can't figure out what, uh, what it is uh, like, yeah. like this one, you kind of can't, but let's listen to baby boomerang. <laughs> Of the night, riding like a cowboy through the graveyard of the night. 
Like a lot of songs Like Telegram Sam I feel like he's I don't know who he's singing about But he's probably singing about Someone Like a specific person Yeah Yeah I mean it sounds like, You know I, I like the, the New York references in this The Max of Kansas City And New York And all that stuff That was That always like Made me think about it Like it was almost like a uh, Like John and Yoko Ballad of John and Yoko The way the beat is and Oh all that. yeah Yeah for sure yeah. Standing in the dark It's a Also, uh, Lou Reed. I, I, I get a real yeah. Lou Reed vibe as far as you know. Lou Reed would sing about you know people that he, that he knew, these characters, exactly. and I think that's what he's doing here. Yeah. Holly came from Miami, FLA, hitchhiked away across USA, plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. she yeah, that was one of the. Things. Yeah, I mean, definitely Lou Reed. I was. You know, I love that. So yep. that was that was something that definitely. That's why I like this. You know, it's like one of those things. Wow. So you were uh, now you were you're a kid, a high school kid, into like Lou Reed and this. Were were you like a kind of an outlier at, at you know at school and everything? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I, was, I was just a cool kid. That was all. You know? uh, okay. I, just, I listened to music and I like you know. Yeah. People, I hung out and you know on the street. You know, right. It was like, I was a Queens boy. Oh. You know, I grew up in Woodhaven and, you know, it was really? just like, yeah. You know, uh, Bayside, I, I grew up in Bayside. <laughs> I actually used to walk to City Line, Brooklyn to hang out at like with my friends. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was like, it's like, you know, was, I don't know, it was 10 blocks away or something like that. I, I was, I think I was the last house in Queens. Right. Actually next to Brooklyn. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. It, yeah. But it's just, yeah. Cause I would just think that the average kid, but I, I don't know. It's the 70s. It's the early 70s. And like I said, some of this stuff is getting played yeah. on the radio, but I still think uh, it's just Not really, kind of, yeah. yeah, it's still kind of out there. All this stuff like that is still kind of out there for the, you know, I think all my friends used to listen to the stuff. I mean, like this, like we still have parties or whatever. And like, you know, down kids basement and T-Rex would be on and Black Sabbath would be on. Right, and, you know, right, just, right. You know, those kind of just would just be a variety of stuff. Tubes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, but that's it. That's because you're from New York, too. So you're just more naturally. Yeah, you're going to grow. Yeah, we want to listen to Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) Even though that was that was a great record, too. One of the reasons I picked this song, this this album, is because, I mean, I feel like, you know, kids should listen to this stuff. You know, it's like well, there's so many people that don't hear this, you know, so it's great to like go over just like, you know, that you reference Bowie or anybody, you know, I mean, people don't even know the early Bowie stuff. Who the hell knows it anymore? Right, right, you know, right, right. The fact, the fact that we know it. So if we don't talk about it, then no one will listen to this. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a shame. 
it is a shame and it's so but still well uh, as we go through it because there's things i hear that i hear you know 20 years later in uh like uh alt rock alternative bands that they're you know doing stuff that this that he was you know uh, sort of doing at this time you know and and maybe I, i have a feeling some people don't even realize that they're lifting stuff from them just because it just sort of gets through and maybe they didn't listen to it directly but they listen to other people that were influenced by by him right that's true it is. So uh, at first glance, this is another one, Spaceball Ricochet. At first, it just seems, again, the lyrics kind of nonsense, cool sounding, but... I don't know though. When when I was when I'm reading the lyrics, there's it's about I think sort of this internal uh, conflict that that someone could have. You know, this like sort of deep in, internal conflict. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool. Let's listen to uh, Spaceball Ricochet. <laughs> Just a man I understand the wind And all the things That make the children cry With my last paw I know I'm small But I enjoy living anyway Book after book so yeah this one i feel like he's obviously singing about himself right with my Les Paul, I know I'm small. This could be my funeral song. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I swear to God, it's so funny you said that, Don, because I on one of these things I read, someone else said the same exact thing. Is that right? Yes. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. It just like it goes through everything you go through for life, right? It's like yeah. you are, you know. You're not you're, alone. You're, you're your mind and fears. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good uh, stuff. It is. It's so great. All right, so Buick McCain, we got uh, cars again, but also Led Zeppelin, which I, I read that he described this as his uh, Zeprex yeah. experiment because uh, I guess right. he was inspired. Now, uh, Don, I was going to ask you, what's your relationship? Because I, like you said, you automatically you became a punk. You hated the Beatles. I, my older sister listened to Led Zeppelin. So automatically, once I got into punk and the Ramones in the class, I said, oh, I don't like Led Zeppelin. I hate them. And then later, when I got older, obviously, I ended up appreciating Led Zeppelin and loving it. But then I just... No, I, bought, I bought the Led Zeppelin records. You I'm did? Sorry. Okay. You I did. Oh, yeah. I listened to it. I mean, I think, I think Stairway to Heaven was like the end of me. Oh, <laughs> was, okay, okay, okay. I had enough of it after that. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah, he's doing the, uh, the car as sex metaphor. Four, which Led Zeppelin did uh, and trampled on their foot. But that was years later. That was like right, right. So yeah, he's of course he's there first. Let's listen to Buick McCain.
great groove, so badass sounding. Yeah. It's like him being slurly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's really kind of cool. It's like it's well, I love the I love the the uh, auto, automobile reference. You know. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's just it just cracks me up that the fact that he loved cars, writing about cars, but never drove. Right. <laughs> it's just it's I know that's it's, ridiculous, right? <laughs> it is ridiculous, but it's awesome. Um, <laughs> So you flipped the album over and you got uh, Telegram Sam, which was the other single from there. Another great song. I don't know. I mean, I knew it already, but uh, Bauhaus, you remember in 1980, Bauhaus did a really good cover of it. I don't know. I love their cover of it, but I just... I love his Telegram Sam is just so good. Oh, chorus you know you get the verse and then when it just goes into that chorus which is just telegram sam you're my main man it's just so good just makes me feel happy this stuff <laughs> it's, yeah. like, you know, it's a great record it really does oh my it god really it's does. so good all right so uh, do you know who telegram sam was it's kind of an ode uh no i don't their manager i guess his manager tony oh, oh right secunda uh yeah he, right. he, he uh, that was his nickname for him and i guess there's other people like a jungle face jake uh was uh, sid <laughs> this guy sid walker that was his uh assistant oh, right. and i guess when he says mentions bobby uh they think it's dylan he's talking about bob dylan yeah, yeah. yeah. so he liked to do that he liked to throw in uh you know much like i said like a uh, lou reed and also um i don't know i feel like maybe this is reaching something but i feel like hip-hop later on they did a lot of that where they would just throw out references you know all these different references and stuff yeah. and that's kind of true like yeah. Thing. yeah no that's exactly what it was that's what rap is all that stuff exactly exactly yeah and i just felt like he was so ahead of his time with with all this stuff he did and maybe kind of felt because he had such a short uh, career you know because everything was condensed into this short period of time kind of didn't get enough recognition for uh how uh you know all this i think he blew it himself i mean even though Probably. tanks the next record was a great record too i mean that was i liked it i right. really liked it. right but then after that it was just like you know he kind of like fell apart yeah you know? yeah you isn't know? it crazy and he's still like in his in his 20s but yeah, yeah. i don't know i just maybe he had some bad times coming up <laughs> it was just it didn't work out he did yeah, i think maybe it was probably his ego is more than anything you know right 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 um, all right, so Rabbit Fighter. 
I don't know. I'm thinking possibly, which I could be reaching again, but maybe about the industry, the music industry in general. But I don't know. Yeah, Listen, most likely. Right? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do a little bit of Rabbit Fighter. Shady politician, you might be. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, like you said before, it's basically got this like 50s vibe to it, the song. But then uh, you also, his playing, his guitar playing, he like picks his spots in here because it isn't like he's sh- shredding all over this album. Right. But when he mm-hmm. comes in uh, with his with these parts, oh, yeah. it's, it's so good. Not quite as good as Mick Ronson, buddies. Well, I, it, yeah, <laughs> it's funny you said that, but I definitely, I, I, I hear that. I hear Mick Ronson and I got to feel like yeah, Mick Ronson was a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Mick Ronson's in a in a class by himself. As far as I love the line, you know, it's like I saw a dude unscrewed and badly burned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Record label, uh, right, so. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great. so funny. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> Baby Strange, pretty self-explanatory, I think this one. Let's listen to a little bit of Baby Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 
I think he was hanging out with the same girls I was hanging out with. Oh, okay. That's so funny. That was the next thing. That was what I was going to ask you, Don, because did you, like, at this point, you're, you know, yeah, you're starting to be interested in girls. Did you try and, like, turn any girls onto this, or was this something, was this, like, uh, make-out music for you at any point? I only went out with girls that liked this. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was All it. Right. This was at this a, point, I was like, I was headed into the city. I was in Manhattan, like going out, going out with phony ID. And oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, standing around the bar. Right, right, right. <laughs> Max and things okay, like so this was your, yeah, Baby Strange, yeah. this was your uh, this was your wheelhouse. Isn't that why anybody's a musician? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Ballrooms of Mars. This might be my favorite song on this record. And I didn't realize it until just this week when I was listening to it and revisiting it. And it's funny. Oh man, I forgot what a great song it is. And it's got this cool, lazy vibe. And all right, Don, listen to it. This is one of the ones I'm talking about. I feel like you could hear his influence so much on the indie rock that came out like 15, 20 years later, like with the Pixies and Weezer and all these bands were coming out. Mm. Just listen to every other verse. He's got this like off sounding chord, this one chord that's like kind of off. And I feel like that influence, just that in this song influenced yeah. so much, right? Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's great. Listen to a little bit of Ballroom. You gonna look fine mentions everybody in the in the world right alan yeah. free bob dylan and john lennon and you know i mean he was very into that like getting recognition of like that kind of stuff i guess like you know i guess that's why he put uh ringo on as the right that's <laughs> right. a sort of name drop ringo even though he didn't actually yeah. take the picture that's yeah so exactly um <laughs> yeah but he doesn't one person he doesn't mention in here is uh, david bowie but it seems like yeah. the lyrics that that's who he's really singing about yeah yeah right so, yeah yeah oh, so good i think uh, like a new like a modern band should uh, cover should cover this now like, i don't know uh, do you listen to new any anything new now don you listen to new band uh, yeah actually my yeah my son plays guitar and we would like you know all, sorts oh, okay. of stuff. all right uh, try to keep keep current <laughs> What's, uh, I'm, I'm almost scared to, uh, to ask but like who's who, who's he listening to like maybe that he listened to that you say oh that, that that's pretty good that's cool. you know it's uh what the heck does he listen to he loves uh, <laughs> radiohead 
He loves Radiohead. Oh, really? And okay. Radiohead, like, we opened up for Radiohead. So I'm like, you know, crowd opened up for them once at like Dance Aterio. Are you like serious? That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, they were, you know, they were like a little band when we were, we were just starting. Uh, wow. So you have cool dad cred forever yeah. for, with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> forever. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know. My, my daughter's listened to Taylor Swift almost exclusively these days. So I... <laughs> <laughs> Which she, she's fine. I have nothing against her, but yeah, I just I, modern rock music. I don't know. And once in a while, I hear stuff, and I go, "Oh yeah, that that's good." But I, I, I can't keep up with it. My son writes better songs than I ever wrote. Really, and he's, and he's got all the guitars that I liked. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I never afford. Well, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> All right, so here we got more car uh, sex metaphors mm-hmm. uh, with this one, right? Chariot. Yeah, chariot. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Baby, you know who you are. Yeah, really. He sang to all the little girls that loved him. I mean, he, he must have had like a, a, you know, his fan, fan base was insane. I don't oh, know if right, you've ever right. seen videos, of like, you know, people trying to get in to see him. Yeah. It was like insane. I mean, there was way before Bowie and all that stuff, too. I mean, it right, really was. Right, yeah. right. All right, and then so the album ends with Main Man, which is cool because again he's he's referencing himself. Bolin yeah. likes to rock now, which again I say is a very later on a very hip hop thing to to do. You know the way he's sort of referencing yeah. himself and singing about himself. Kind of gives you a chance to listen to think about the rest of the album that you just did. Right? Yeah, just it's which is great because it's got like it's good variety of stuff. You know, it's like slow and fast and right, you know, right, it's right, really, really. Much more polished than Electric Warrior was. You know, even though Electric Warrior was was just unbelievable. And I feel like you got to give, I mean, as much obviously you give the credit to Mark Boland, but uh, Tony Viscani, you got to give a lot of credit to him too. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's just like so good. Yeah. Brilliant guy. Yep. The final track, Main Man. Are you now? Are you now? Are you now? Are you now? 
It sounds kind of braggy and spacey, but the kicker, mm. I, didn't, I didn't play it here, but I'll play it at the end, comes at the end when he says, as a child, I laughed a lot. Oh, yes, I did. Now it seems I cry a lot. Oh, tell me yes, you do. Don't you? And then, yeah, there's kind of like a little sadness on all these, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the life of a rock star, right? Right. It's like that, that's right. not really happy with, <laughs> it's like some of the interviews you see with him, like, you know, he's just like, Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy, but I'm sad. Right, right. Well, yeah, just sort of like uh, over. I, at this point, it's in a way he was kind of over it all, and you know, yeah. what more is there? And and yeah, yeah. I guess that could be. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was his thing. He he just had this. He, he like had this great vibe and this great sound in him, but maybe he couldn't be like Bowie. You know, the the thing with Bowie was that he kept reinventing himself and kept doing something right. new and new and i guess bolin uh, that wasn't his thing it was well i mean he had a certain style and that was what he did that was what he is, did and it was great yeah. and and we're still we're talking great. about it and and listening to it right. um, but um right the fact that we even care about it right, right. <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right i mean there's a lot of records that you know didn't nobody cares about <laughs> right <laughs> i can stack up them downstairs <laughs> <laughs> but I, I forget every time I like dive into like, cause you know, obviously everyone knows the, uh, the singles, the bigger songs, but whenever I dive into like an album, like around this time, electric warrior, the, uh, the slider and stuff. And you listen to the whole albums, you realize, man, these albums are great. They're great. Like from beginning to end, they're great. Well, that's it. And like I said, you know, if we don't talk about it, nobody will talk about it. There you go. It's great <laughs> that, that, you know, we'll, we're actually like playing this for somebody that never heard it before. I think you so. Know I mean? think so. So Don, so Don, what's going on? So are you, are you, do you, besides your son, like your, your son's in a band and you're uh, obviously giving him, uh, you know, <laughs> giving him ad- ad- advice. I mean, I guess the best advice I could give kids is don't do it. You know, get out of, don't go in the music industry. It's terrible, but. Best advice I can give is buy the crowd adjustment to society of record. There you <laughs> go. So, uh, all right. Oh so that's good because recently <laughs> it was reissued, right? Yeah. All right. Reissued. And the first singles are reissued, which. You know, they were, they've, I think one of the singles sells for $792. Oh, right, right. The original, original one. The original copy of it. Do you have any of those? And yeah, I have a couple. Oh, look <laughs> at you. The sealed ones. Yeah, I do. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I can't believe that crowd has been around for, you know, it's 42 years. Yep. That's since we originally played, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's just great that it's still selling. It's been selling constantly throughout. I mean, it's always been on iTunes and, you know, right. always been available as CD or so. And this to, to come out on vinyl again, I'm I'm so happy that it's like out, out on vinyl because it sounds so much better. It yeah, really no, it's awesome. All right. So where's the best place for someone to go? Where the best place where you may get the the most little little change out of it? Where should, where should people go? You want to buy it? Yeah, I know it's, it's available on uh, Cleopatra Records on on their website. And uh, on uh, everywhere, I think, and uh, Amazon and all Bandcamp, sorts of places. But, but the, there's a Bandcamp also, right? 
I don't know. Is that? I think so. <laughs> yeah. There, <laughs> you, you should know this, Don, but what? It's yeah. free, isn't it? <laughs> no. I don't know about no, no, that No, no, no. Not like Spotify. <laughs> Bandcamp's not free. And they have Bandcamp Friday where you where right. the, the band, you get all, they they waive their fees. So I, I, that's a good point. I always yeah we have yeah i know that's that's true that's yeah. true we actually have, we have a spotify channel i think we do have that okay have, oh, oh okay like a whole channel that's yeah. cool all right yeah. so you still send and what else is going on anything else going on that you want to play uh pretty share? much uh, we're actually we're working on a uh crowd the movie really put some footage together of what well, we have we have a great like record of like a lot of the stuff that crowd did and we're uh, we're putting together a, a I'm actually putting it together a movie with some interviews and stuff like that. Oh really? Be nice. Yeah. But you have It'll old. Be- is there like old stuff that people had on like VHS and things like that that you're transferring? Uh, also, all sorts of live concerts and all sorts of things. But you know, I mean, when you played the Ritz in Manhattan, there was always a video recording oh. of it. Oh, and nice. In Syria, there was a video recording. There was we did some. Some goof shows with like uh, with with uh, Chris Smith playing guitar under uh, another another name. So there's all sorts of crowd stuff going around. Oh, that's great! So, all right, well, that movie sounds very exciting. So when it actually when it really because I'm sure it's going to be a while when it released, maybe you come on again and talk about some other record, and we could uh, we could talk about that. That'd be great. That would be fantastic. All right, that would be awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks again, uh, Don. I really appreciate you being patient with me, not yeah. telling me all well, this guy's but you know yeah it was like, really fun yeah good it was to be on, on with you oh i appreciate it and uh don't forget everyone if you want to follow the show on instagram and facebook it's at that record got me high also that facebook group got me high on twitter it's at trgmh podcast you can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com don't forget people i just moved to los angeles i don't even have anywhere to live yet i'm staying with my daughter i gotta find a place of my own if you want to help me out the best way to help me out is to go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh Go to patreon.com, just search for That Record Got Me High. Become a patron of the show for as little as $2 a month. Really, it helps out, and I really appreciate it. I've gotten some uh, great new patrons in the last month or so, and I appreciate all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Don. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm Rob Elba. We'll see you all next week. Go by crowd. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Don. Thanks so much.